You know, Johnny, mm. I've always wanted to do a cold open. Cool, now I've bloody done one, so I can tick that off the bucket list. <laughs> yes, I thought changing up the way that the episode was introduced would be a good way to denote not only a change in the format, but also in who will be joining me. Carl and Sam are both busy for the next month or so, maybe more, but there's no need to fret. Uh, you're not going to be stuck with just me. I've already got some cracking guests lined up for the next two episodes, and I'm going to work hard to, to try and get some more for after that. On that note... If you've got a podcast and you're interested in a little collaboration, you can hit me up on So You Think Pod on Twitter or Instagram. But that's enough of that, because I want to introduce the beautiful voice that you heard at the beginning of this podcast <laughs> during my bucket list cold open, uh, who you may well recognise from our last episode. It's none other than music producer, DJ, friend, and now multiple-time guest star, Pantile. Or as I call him, Johnny. Thank you. So much for joining me, and how are you doing, mate? I'm very good, mate. I'm very happy to be back. It's uh, mixing up formats a bit, like you said, so it's uh, had to go through yeah. digging through the archives and make sure I didn't um, choose something or something that someone else has already said. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens on that, uh, on that one. Excellent. Well, this week, uh, we're doing our very first sequel, but we haven't watched a movie, and no, no, no. <laughs> We're coming back with another full-fledged episode of our favourite segment, Bad Reviews. Now, uh, I had some trouble coming up with a name for this episode, because uh, I don't like the way sequels are named. I don't like it when it's, uh, you know, like movie title 2. No. Uh, so it couldn't be Bad Reviews 2, that's out the window, even though it rhymes quite nicely. Electric Boogaloo. Well, this, this <laughs> that's by the point. I don't like it when it's like original movie title, colon, something else that oh. has nothing to do with the movie, like John Wick Parabellum. Oh, what on earth does that control. mean? Do love. Uh, so it was almost called Bad Reviews 2 Electric Boogaloo. But then I thought, hang on, what's the best sequel name that I know mm. in cinematic history? And so this episode will be called Too Bad to Review Rius. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of hope when you were saying that, and that was that was exceptional. Nice, excellent. (laughs) Well, now we've got to do a third one. (laughs) Oh, they did do another one, though, didn't they? I I don't even know if I've seen it. Uh, Bad Boys Three with a Vengeance. Oh no, mate! I was doing Too Fast, Too Furious. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot they also did Too Bad, Two Boys. I am fucking well (laughs) off base. I was. <laughs> Review Tokyo Drift. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm so far off. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's all plain sailing from here. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that uh, original episode yet, uh, here's how we play Johnny and I will take turns reading bad reviews of movies we've covered on the podcast, uh, and the other has to guess uh, what movie that review is written for. If they get it wrong, they drink. If they get it right, the person reading the review drinks. Simple. Easy peasy. But one of the many joys of having you on the pod, Johnny, is that you've brought your own flavour to this. <laughs> and you've suggested a lifeline system that can be used only once, where if a person is struggling with a the review, they can ask the person reading the review to do an impression <laughs> of a person from that movie <laughs> to help out. After I suggested that earlier, I am... Um... I found a load of quotes from said films or whatever I, I chose the reviews from. And I, sent, I spent my time for the last probably four hours trying to get the accents of these actors right. And depending on who's in those films could be potentially problematic. Yes. 
<laughs> it definitely will be. <laughs> uh, to try and choose no minority people, otherwise we'll be in hot water, I reckon. That shows how much more prepared you've come than I, because I've done absolutely <laughs> no preparation for impressions. I just thought, ah, I'll do one in the moment, it'll <laughs> be fine, won't it? I can do one in my head. I can sound like John Voigt in my head. Why can't I just do it out loud? It's the same thing, isn't it? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's get down to it. And Johnny, since since you're my treasured guest, mm. please go first. Okay. Well, the first... Well, I got all of my reviews off of Letterboxd purely because it's easier and you can set it to uh, worst first or whatever it is on the, mm-hmm. on the filter. So this first one is written like it's a terrible review, but weirdly was given four stars. So give me that. I'm putting a curveball in straight away, to be honest. Well, to be honest, it goes, let's be honest, this movie sucks ass. Let's be honest, us true cinephiles, we don't care. Let's be honest, blank produces the Mona Lisa of overindulgent campy B-movie performances. Let's be honest, we're all rooting for the blank. Okay. Mm, I've given you a little bit of taster, so you might yeah. be able to grab it, but... B-movie there definitely narrows this down to a few we've done in the past. I don't know how tricksy you are, is the thing, <laughs> so I don't know. Little tricksy you're trying to lure me in to arachnophobia with that B-movie thing, you spotted mm-hmm. that and you thought, oh, because I was on that episode, you'll think, oh, that's my first one. Is it too bait or is it a double cross? <sighs> but that last blank, I, the blank killing him, I think that's spiders possibly mm-hmm. or what i'm gonna go with or is it anaconda it is an anaconda it really yes. is john voice produces the mona lisa of overindulgent campy b performances excellent yeah i would like to say before this i feel like you've got an automatic uh advantage because you've watched all of these films more recently i don't grant it i've listened to your podcast but we'll see I've I've watched probably 80% of the films you've done, but most of them over 15 years ago. <laughs> I reckon I do have a small advantage having watched them, but since we go through the entire plot of them, and you've probably picked those based on what you remember from the episodes, mm. uh, those little signifiers like yeah, you had there, yeah, um, I think you're all right. I think yeah. I've not done anything too hard. Well, let's find out, shall Luckily, we? Luckily, I'm not too competitive, eh? That was a lie, just so everybody knows. <laughs> I am arguably the most competitive person you've ever met. If he loses, he won't come back again. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So I also went for Letterboxd, uh, and I also got a couple from IMDb as well. They, they seem to be the only review sites you can filter by, like, lowest to highest, which is ridiculous. Yeah, or funny ones as well. The rest yeah. of them are way too serious. So this is uh, One Star by your old pal Jim. Okay, so this film has some good special effects and has a few good shocks. But how can anyone enjoy a movie where the guy who is supposed to be the hero is such a smarmy, revolting creep? If he and his revolting family are some screenwriter's idea of likeable characters, I don't know what they would consider unlikable. (laughs) My biggest disappointment was that they didn't get wiped out. This was the first time I ever felt like walking out on a movie. Oh. My apologies, I I'd stumbled a bit there because some of these are written a bit weirdly. I can read it again if you'd like. Yeah, I had to rewrite some of theirs because, frankly, they're illegible. But Okay, he's talking about a family, a family being wiped out. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, well, I've gone for the more recent ones that could have been covered post the other, the, your previous podcast. But I don't know whether that might laid my own trap here. I'm torn between either 
the borrowers, where that's a family being threatened, and that's a good guess. That's a good guess. I, but I think I'm going to go for gremlins. Gremlins. Oh, okay. Being yeah, wiped too. out, and there's a smarmy. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go for gremlins. It's a really, really good guess, but I've bloody had you, and it was arachnophobia. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> the yeah. family they're talking about are the Jennings, yeah, okay. and they're hoping those bloody dastardly spiders would kill them. This review was titled, I would love to beat Ross Jennings with a broom handle. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, perfect. to be honest, yes. who wouldn't? He would be defending himself with bottles of wine and nail guns, though, so you'd have to, <laughs> have to really watch yourself. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that one to come out quite so early. I thought you were going to slot that one a bit later to try and throw me off course. Have I done one? Have I not? Who knows? <laughs> Trixie. Okay, right. My next one is a three-parter, but one line each. So three different reviews, and they're all from different people. The first one is, why is that 10-year-old so horny? Second one is, blank can't even walk properly. And the third one is my attention is on life support. Oh, that's tough. What was the first one again? Why that is ten that ten-year-old so, so horny? Oh, it's a bit of the film that you covered as well. See, I, we watched a lot of movies with a lot of <laughs> horny kids, and that's an issue we always have. We've always got horny Hollywood. kids with big teeth. <laughs> yeah, and that is actually good. Oh wait, but then you said, mm-hmm. but that could have been a trick. You saying that you picked more recent movies could be a trick i i have only picked i genuinely have only picked post your last bad reviews so that i didn't cross over with any ones that might have come up on that why is the kid so horny is it the karate kid (laughs) no no No, it's not it's not although there's a lot of pent-up adolescent rage which can come across as sexual desire i reckon in that film not ten-year-olds, though. The, the correct answer was Deck the Halls. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a horny ten-year-old. God, you, you only think about the main characters. Yeah, okay, yeah, so the, yeah. Now that I remember, the kid Johnny is referring to is the younger brother, uh, the youngest child in Matthew Broderick's yeah. family. And he, when he sees those two twin girls who are Danny DeVito's daughters in that movie, <laughs> he is... I believe this, I described in the episode as rock hard. Yeah. He's literally like rubbing himself in front of him. It's, yeah. it's, it's unnerving. <laughs> and yeah. later in the movie, he like peeps through the window while his dad is cutting off the electrics yeah. in their house. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Matthew Broderick can't even walk properly. Mate, he got such a battering on those reviews. You and me, concurrently, both do not like Matthew Broderick, but everyone else hates him arguably more than we do. He is not a liked person. It's almost like running over your wife is a bad thing. Was uh, it his wife? <laughs> it was a woman. A woman. It wasn't his wife. Well, uh, it was a woman in Ireland. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. You see a lot of those come up in the reviews. Oh, people man, mentioning so that many. specifically. It, yeah, people saying it. whether he regretted that more or making this film. <laughs> I think we talk about that in the movie. Yeah. Is it uh, in the episode rather? Because he has his. We talk about how someone described him as having his head in his hands throughout the, the filming. Yeah. And Danny DeVito refusing to be on set just because it was such an awful experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Here comes my drink. Even even just being around that man. He might be very nice in person. I don't, I don't But looking at his smarmy cuck face, I doubt it. This is an open invitation for anyone to come on the podcast who hates Matthew Broderick. <laughs> which I know is casting a wide net. Yeah. Hey, that's how you catch more fish. 
Is it me again? It's me again. Yes. Okay, so this is one star by, just going to pronounce that, Nebel. Oh, so uh, this is a bit of a prelude, actually. So this was a very long review in which the person starts every movie they review at eight stars and then finds reasons each time to, to bring it down to, right. uh, to a much lower rating. Because it was so long, I'm going to read you five separate lines that were taken from each like section of okay. downgrading the movie to a different one. Where on planet Earth is it perpetually dark and dry and there is no food? Mum's a ninja. What kind of loser accepts a wedding proposal in a bar? Maybe the writers have forgotten that snow is made of water. And blood is too. Midnight is the only time that's not after midnight. Yeah, think about that. You said that in the episode. Mm-hmm. You brought that up and that was Gremlins. It bloody was yeah, Gremlins, boy. mate. Yeah. Fucking, oh, until you got to that last one, I was like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I was looking up and down the list like... <laughs> I thought that the snow made of water might be a, a giveaway because they do just the gremlins trek oh, through the course, water yeah. and the, the snow rather and nothing happens to them <laughs> as long as it never melts on them they always have to be in freezing <laughs> conditions excellent so we're two all now Johnny look at us two all <laughs> okay right this next one got half a star so it's pretty pretty damning Beyond cringeful, watched through the gaps between my fingers as I clasped my hands to my face in horror that this pitiful cringe fest went through all the stages of production and then distribution. I've never hated a film so much and it should be taken off every streaming service with, and every physical copy should be burned. There's not That's a lot it. to go on there, but it's a film that I know that you hate. That's rough. I hate a lot of movies mm. and mostly ones we've covered. <laughs> it's a fact I quite like it. Because it's such a hated review, and I, I think that the lack of mentions of things in there means that you've gone out of your way to find a very widely hated movie, but search for a review without those little identifiers in there. Is it Aragon? No, no, but I could see why you think it was. It's also beloved by lots of people, such as myself. It's Elf. Oh, that was going to be my other guess. God damn it. I <laughs> do hate Elf. God damn. God damn it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I was, again, through that, it was very sort of polarizing. There was lots of people who really fucking hate that film. Um, I was probably one of my favorite Christmas ones, I reckon. To be fair, having watched it for the pod, I found a new love for it. Yeah. Like how weird it was. The bit where he eats the chewing gum just from the side of the road, or off the railing, rather, for yeah, the subway. That I, was my I found quote. That funny. For if you'd asked, used your lifeline then, I was going to be Father Christmas. First of all, there's some things you should know. First of all, first off, you see gum on the street, leave it there. It isn't free candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. Flawless. Oh. Flawless Father Have Christmas impression. Practice them all that much. <laughs> okay, so this one's a long one. This is Half a Star by Ninamal. If I could give this movie zero stars, I would. This movie never fails to give me a horrible nightmares, and I absolutely hate it. Now, sometimes a movie giving you nightmares isn't a bad thing, but in this case, it is. As a child, I watched this movie thinking it would be cutesy, but fun, but I was wrong. The night I watched it, I was plagued with sleep paralysis, one of the two times I've ever experienced Mm. it, of the little bug people coming to kill me. They were trying to stab me with their long, buggy arms. When I finally awoke, I sobbed and made my parents come sleep with me. 
I didn't sleep for the next week. Now, after hearing this, you may think, oh, but you were only a child, and that's the only reason that it, you think it was so bad. Wrong. I watched this movie again, this time when I was older, and I had attempted to watch it fully for the second time on many occasions, all failing because of the horrible memories that came to me of my nightmares. Years and years after my first watch, I finally successfully completed the movie for the second time. I thought, well, I'm much older now and I haven't had nightmares since I was a child, so I should be fine. End quotes. Wrong again. That night I experienced horrible recurring nightmares. No sleep paralysis that time. These nightmares have time and time again ruined this movie for me. Anytime anyone mentions this movie, or I am somehow reminded of it, I am immediately reminded of all my trauma from the film. The movie is appallingly, hideously, abhorrently, nauseatingly, nauseating, and anyone who is thinking of watching it should look away and never watch it. Oh, sorry, that was f- so long. That was a long one. My advice to that person is probably just stop trying to watch it. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you hate it that much, maybe just don't bother. Every time you watch it, you have terrible nightmares. Is the benefit really there? I'd, I would argue no. But. Uh, there was a good clue in there, I think. I think so. I think the stuff about the nightmares is, is pushing me. I reckon it's something from Spoopy Season, which isn't massively helpful to me because I've only seen Nightmare on Elm Street out of all of those films. <laughs> that does have Nightmare in the title, it does. doesn't it? <laughs> so for the, oh, I don't think it's going to be James and the Giant Peach or Mimic. Well, I'm saying that, I don't know what Mimic's about, really. So I'm going to say Nightmare on Elm Street purely because it's the only one that I've seen and there's nightmares in it. Johnny? Yeah? It's a valiant guess and you are so bloody close with Spooby Season and you even said the name Fucking of the actual movie... It's James and the Giant Peach. Oh, what? <laughs> what? I have seen that one, and I didn't even include that in Scary, because that is not a scary film. Uh, you should watch it. It's fucked, bro. Uh, so she says, uh, in three paragraphs into her review, uh, that, that they were trying to stab me with their long, buggy arms, oh, and fuck, she is yeah. absolutely referring to the cockroach and the spider, for which, if you would use your lifeline, I... Whilst I was talking, preparing a Brooklyn accent in my head. <laughs> because for some oh, reason, the, um, no, he's not a cockroach. He's a millipede, I think. Or an earwig or, you know, Something some gross. sort of bathroom creature. Yeah, but for some reason, he's from Brooklyn. Of course. Yeah. Didn't they fly from England as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did live in England before. Just taking him home. Oh, no, that would have made a lot of sense. When you were saying about stabby, I was like, mm-hmm, Freddy Krueger's got stabbies. Yes, yeah, the, the, the stabbies were uh, to put you off, but also mentioning bugs I felt comfortable with because I said in our last episode, 80% of the films we watch have some sort of bug in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is true. Looking at the list, there's uh, certainly a few in there. Right, okay, where was I at? I've got to remember those lifelines because that would have been a perfect opportunity for that because I was guessing. My next one is a one-star review by California Viner. Again from Letterboxd, and it goes: This blockbuster phenom clean. (laughs) 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 This blockbuster phenom clearly doesn't leave. Oh my god! (laughs) Do you need a lifeline, Johnny? (laughs) Can you just read it for me? This This blockbuster phenom certainly doesn't need my praise, which works out nicely as I have none for it. 
It's slick, unearned, in-your-face, aren't-we-cool attitude combined with synthetic, self-congratulatorily wacky CGI cutout character overlays lands it as a forerunner to the worst of today's Marvel-slash-DC over-the-top, no-stakes comic phoniness. The reluctant, compromised, hang-dong look. Hang-dong. <laughs> hang-dog. Hang-dog look of Blank's character actually just blank wondering how he's allowed his career to careen so cartoonishly off course fuck me that was a fucking car crash of a read career so cartoonishly off course that can i say that there was absolutely no punctuation in that at all yeah that's what makes them yeah. hard to read for sure um ultra cool trying to keep it uh sort of marvelly dc kind of things what what the hints in there were you know, sorry, I should have been thinking out loud there, but I was running over that review, thinking about movies we've done recently. Because it's been a while since we did that bad review, so that's not too much of a clue, because we've done a lot since then. I think that was, God, September time, maybe? But I think the only movie that we've done that's similar to DC and Marvel is Men in Black. Correct. Very good. Oh. After me incoher- incoherently, incoherently <laughs> fucking rambling through what is quite a badly written review to only Hang say dog. that he hangs dong halfway through it. <laughs> I think you did pretty well on that one. I'll take my, uh, take my sit. No, I like that. See, the lack of punctuation, and it's the same reason I liked the, the last review I read, because I like when people weave in like their life story yeah. as if the movie has anything to do with, or like what we want to learn about the movie has anything to do with their life. Like that girl having nightmares. Just say the, the film is scary for a, yeah. for a no kid's gives movie. A shit about I don't you, need though. to know about your sleep paralysis. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to know you tried to watch this 80 times before you finally <laughs> sat down, but realised you didn't like the film. You already said you didn't like it. Stop there. Yeah, you're doing this to yourself. It's like, at some point, it's not the film's fault, it's yours. <laughs> but if they didn't do it, we wouldn't have this episode, so keep for doing sure, it. For sure, for sure. Okay, I've been looking forward to this one, because it's probably the weirdest one i found. <laughs> oh, weirdest one i found. This is Half a Star by Sage, I believe from Letterboxd. I'm only here to give this a bad review and leave. I'm so sorry to all the gays. I love you so much, please forgive me. Sincerely, a fellow gay who was always freaked out and nauseated and severely traumatised by this movie. God, I hate it so much. It's just icky. Brackets. The fact that I watched this movie when I was her age and my name was the same, part of the reason I was very much not a fan. End parenthesis. We, we didn't need to know you share a name with a character. It's not Sage, so don't try to use that as okay. a identify here. I just love the opening. I, I, I want to hear to give this a bad view and lose. I'm so sorry to all the gays. <laughs> I love you so much. Please forgive me. I, I'm guessing there's a load of homophobic stuff in there, right? Okay, so to help you out here, no, the movie is not anti, is not homophobic in, okay. in any way. Not to give you too much of a clue. If anything, this movie is sort of iconic not being yes yeah yeah oh certainly there is a cultural see that's it's it's throwing me off a little bit because if it's not that then what i was gonna say is is wrong i was thinking immediately mrs doubtfire because of all like the anti stuff but if it's yeah. not and it's also that saying that i was her age and it was a man cross-dressing so unless they've got their <laughs> 
I don't know, Evan. I think I'm actually going to have to use my my lifeline. <laughs> oh, I really didn't want to do this one. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me find a headspace for this. Oh, right. What? Oh no. Where do I go with this? Okay, there's like three characters I can choose. There's one that's like the obvious one and will help you definitely. Yeah. It's like the high risk, high reward. <laughs> oh, I'm stressing here, Johnny. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's not the impression. <laughs> um. Oh, Jennifer. No, no, what is that? Oh, Jennifer, you've got to come with me and I'll save the baby. I'll be its new daddy. Oh. oh. Is it? It's Labyrinth. It's Labyrinth! Is that David Bowie? Is he Irish? Oh, oh Jennifer. That was terrible. Jennifer, you've got oh, to come with me. <laughs> Bowie's in space. That's what I was trying to go for, but it was what coming out real thing, weird. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, to be to your credit, I did get it, so oh, it can't have been I was going to result... Um, I was going to resort to getting a load of socks and pulling them in my pyjamas for you to look at. Because <laughs> the only notable thing about that movie is his massive dick. <laughs> it really is. And oh. my, uh, my girlfriend absolutely loves that film. So she's going she she's gonna to love to hear you do David Bowie's uh, <laughs> oh God, uncanny resemblance there. <laughs> she's going to say, what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, outstanding. Oh. outstanding. Actually, I want to take back that being the only notable thing about the movie. Because I actually do love that movie. And oh, the, the songs hands, in it are awesome. And there's the a yeah awesome stuff uh, i just what i meant was the thing i remember most from that movie is his massive fucking bulge <laughs> the leotards all day excellent well done john yeah. <laughs> well good done, use, you mate, good was... use of i was well backed into the corner there <laughs> oh i gotta take my drink okay okay my next one. Oh, i didn't actually put what rating it got but i'm guessing it's pretty low considering it's a bad review yeah it's fine it goes as follows. Oof, not even blank can save this. Reeks of everything bad of the early 2000s movies. Leads phoning it in like point blank, not even trying at all. My goodness, action that shot to hide anything cool. Almost every shot of a punch flying cuts a different take before impact. Story is bananas, stupid. Oh, and it opens in the worst CGI ever. That's the tuxedo. Uh-uh. <gasps> <laughs> You would like to think so. I knew you, you were going to choose the tuxedo. It was Bulletproof Monk. Oh my God. That's the same movie. That's the <laughs> same goddamn movie. <laughs> Sorry, I read probably about 200 tuxedo reviews trying to find a good one and really struggled to do it. And it's in fact why we didn't have a bad reviews yeah. section for the tuxedo because everybody's reviews mentions Jackie Chan and how he's some glorious actor who was in this shit movie. And that sounded word for word like when I'd read, mm. you had me big time. How confident. Very I almost stopped you out the gate. halfway through the review <laughs> to say, you don't even need to finish this. I don't need your impression. I would have loved to have seen that impression. Yeah, I'm way. glad you didn't use your lifeline there because it's either a very sketchy German accent or a Chinese one. So, <laughs> Oh my God. Well, that showed me. <sighs> teach you to be so eager. Yeah, this is where I'm glad that Sam and Carl aren't here because they would be shitting on me right now. <laughs> Mate, we're coming out of the gates that hot. <laughs> with an impression like you just did, I don't think there's anyone that is going to touch you for weeks. 
You're you're untouchable, mate. That was, that was flawless. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to editing this and listening to that again. <laughs> this next review is half a star by Benchwarmers, probably from Letterboxd. I haven't seen this since a sleepover at my friend Russell Wong's house in third grade. All I remember was op- the opening shot of the deer pissing. Classic stuff. Bad movie though. Tuxedo. Yeah. I saw that review as well. I was gonna, I was gonna give you a bit of time, but as soon as you said deer piss, I was like, bang, fucking know yeah, that one. I, all of them mentioned it or Jackie Chan. I wish, thinking about it now, I shouldn't have gone in so hard there and just used my lifeline. Just, and I've already used it. That would have been such yep. a better one. Hmm. <laughs> Next time we need oh, two that's lifelines. True. I prepared uh, one for that. <laughs> and it's it's not the one you'd hope it would be. <laughs> oh, okay, where was I? Okay, this one is Half a Star by Lex, and it goes like this. Fuck this movie, I hate... <laughs> so much I hate it, it is show- so shit. The book, so much better... Movie sucks more ass than a prosy going through a rough time money-wise. The end. <laughs> this feels like another bloody trick, Johnny. Because I know what you're luring me in with there. It's the book. You tell me, my friend. You tell me. Or is it a double book? There are f- so few movies we've watched that are based on a book. And I am actually now taking a look at some of our old movies. <laughs> oh, this is where I say it and fucking... Kangaroo Jack is based on a novel or something. Is that what you're choosing? No, it's bloody not. There is no way Kangaroo Jack is based on a book. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's shit enough to be. How many in are we? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. So we're we've over just, halfway through. Yeah, we've just And I've still way. got that lifeline hanging about. Although I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this is Aragon. I don't need to waste that. It is Aragon. It is Aragon. Okay. I thought I was going to try and mess with your head, but... You did. You did. But I I just can't imagine. I think the only other ones we've watched that are based on books are Stuart Little. Yeah. Which isn't a mouse, is it? Possibly Casper. I know, in that he's a mouse-sized boy. (laughs) Weird. Which is Weird jump. Yes, I can see why they got rid of that for the yeah. movie. Oh, and James and Giant Peach, obviously. Oh, of course. Of course, yeah. And I bet a lot more, uh, you know, because Men in Black is based on a comic, which is a book. Yeah, don't. Yeah, people don't like uh, graphic novels. Graphic novels. Don't want to rock um, that boat. The Shadow as well. The Rocketeer. Mm. Uh, I'm sure there's a fair few, but uh, Aragon is the one that sticks out in my mind where people are like... And it is a steaming pile of shit. The book's so amazing. And it's not. We discussed this in the episode. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> it's me. One star from Fernanda C. Tell me you're a little bitch without telling me you're a little <laughs> bitch. Be so fucking serious. Motherfucker walks around looking like an actual ball sack targeting children. Be so fucking serious. If that's too hard, uh, because I felt bad for taking this one, there is a little clue in there. Targeting children. Yes. And walking around like a ball sack makes me think of the burnt face of Freddy Krueger. So what are you saying, Johnny? I feel like this might be a double cross. (laughs) No, I'm saying Nightmare on Elm Street. It is Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah, boy. But I picked up a bonus review, which actually wouldn't have helped you. I just liked that I saw this in mm. the list of stuff. 
This is one star by District 9 is best, and he wrote, This movie is not as good as District 9. Well, uh, I don't think it is. I think District 9 is probably better. I really like Nightmare on Elm Street, and I love Slashes, and I love the 80s. But this movie, that movie, is definitely not as good as District 9. (laughs) And I don't really even like (laughs) District 9 that much. (laughs) I just like it when his arm slowly morphs into an alien arm that bit and then his wife leaves him oh no he leaves his wife i don't know this is neither here nor there we'll cut that bit <laughs> i like it in uh nightmare on elm street where she's talking on the phone and then the phone turns into his lips and the tongue goes in her mouth very good stuff that is good and then she leaves her wife yeah we'll <laughs> leave this in <laughs> this one got uh one and a half stars from mangy when I was at school, I told a boy he looked like blank from the blank. He then bullied me for four years, and he did look like him, so fuck him. Anyway, I do not like this film, but I think the props are really good. Look like the blank from the blank. The first bit doesn't give anything away. I just thought that bit was funny. <laughs> good props. I've got another little bit that I reckon will help you if you want that. Props? that That's what's standing out to me. Because we usually mention things like that. Yeah. Can't be the Frighteners. It very possibly could be Scooby-Doo. That's got great props. Not at all Space Jam. That's all cartoon Mm. stuff. Ah, The Borrowers. The Borrowers, that's got some uggos in it. And that's got a lot of props. And it's a terrible movie. It is. Final answer? (sighs) But you saying it is. (laughs) Is it Evan? The Borrowers. Ding! Correct. It is. Yeah. Oh, so nice. you have to do a do a little impression of young Tom Felton. Potter. <laughs> Get squished, Potter. So it was the thinking about uh, you know the part of the episode where I mentioned that really unfortunate looking man. Yes. At the end, yeah, that's. Uh, I imagine the girl saying to that boy, "You look like <laughs> that guy." Who I think is on the cover art for the episode. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. No, that tracks. There were some fucking uggos in that, to be fair. Let's not dig any holes. <laughs> <laughs> this next review is Half a Star by Angry Chicken. Prepare yourself. The Percy Jackson movies must have taken this as a challenge because, holy fuck, this is the goalpost they must have been shooting for. Did you know the guy who adapted this has exactly five writing credits on IMDb? This... Shay Parts 1 and 2, Jurassic Park 3, and a credit for writing Jurassic Park 3 for the Lego Jurassic World video game. He does not have a picture on the site, I do not know what he looks like, (laughs) and I am not convinced he wasn't a pseudonym for an experimental writing AI that got put out to pasture after they realised it wasn't going to work out. (laughs) The director never directed anything again. Mm. It's just such a pale imitation of the original works. Right. From the, his previous stuff that he's done, I'm putting this post-2000, I reckon. Jurassic Park 3 and... Good logic. Good logic. And that narrows things down quite a bit. Yeah. We, we've done a few more recently, post-2000, but uh, yeah, a lot less. I, I'm torn between the, everyone's worst light film. Worst light? Yeah. Eragon, uh, Kangaroo Jack and Elf. But no, John Favreau directed Elf, didn't he? So that's not. Yes, he not him. definitely has directed things <sighs> since. Yeah, I'm going to say Kangaroo Jack. 
Final answer. Yes. It's not. It's Aragorn. It is Aragorn. Oh, fuck. Kangaroo Jack does seem like something that's based on like some original cartoon character. Yeah. And I'm only basing what I'm about to say on what Carl told me in that episode, but apparently he is an original work. He is not like Casper or something where he was floating about beforehand. That is uh, That wasn't a shocking. pun. That was just poorly timed wording. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's for Aragorn. I thought the biggest hint there, maybe for someone else, maybe not you, but was the Percy Jackson reference mm. at the beginning because that is another film series that was based on a book which people loved. And those books are fantastic. Yeah. If you are a... If you're a child listening to this, you shouldn't be because we're marked explicit. Go to bed. If you happen to be a young adult listening to this and you have a choice between Aragon and the Percy Jackson books, choose Percy Jackson. Uh, But if you have more of a range of options and you can choose anything, choose the Darren Shan books. They are far better. They are very good. I read them when I was in my early teens. That's what got me into reading and to writing. And I believe to this, that's what made me creative in the first place. Reading those books got me into stuff. Uh, and I do want to do the movie at some point. I've never seen it. It's uh, it's not good. It's just, I don't really want to shit on it because I really like the old... It's not his fault, is mm. it? Uh, no, that the movie adapted. turned out that way. And it's got John C. Riley in it, so oh, he's cool. really good in it. So there are redeeming qualities. But you don't want everyone to choose movies for this that are like... Like Aragon, I feel like, was a bit of a misstep for us mm. because everybody already hates it. In reality, Aragon was a kind of nothing movie. Like, you watched it, and at the end of it, two hours had passed. Yeah. It, you know, it wasn't bad or good. It was just... I remember <laughs> I got a... Uh, do you remember when newspapers used to do, like, demo games? I do. And you unlock in memories, and you be careful right I now. I had the Aragon game demo from, like, a newspaper that I my remember. parents got. And I played the same level so many times, and it was... I remember it being good, but I don't think it probably was very good. But yeah, that's a little memory that's just turned on in my head. Do you remember those game demos? I don't know where you would get them from, but they had like, it was always a silver disc with like Demo 2 written on it. And it had five completely unrelated games from five different publishers on there. And you'd have a go of all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back in the same days where you'd get like multi-packs of DVDs as well. You'd get like Bill and Ted with Dude, Where's My Car and something else. Oh, this is dangerous territory. I'm unlocking boxes that I don't need unlocked. <laughs> Luckily, I've thrown all those other ones, boxes They're away. load-bearing boxes, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Others will topple and fall open. <laughs> we don't want to go down into your mind, Sather. <laughs> yeah, right, where was I? What was my next one? Oh, it's you next. Yes, I just did one. Mm, done that one, done that one. I will join you in solidarity with a drink. Okay. Right, this one got um, half a star from someone I didn't record the name of. Got half a star. That's fine. Um, And it says, to be perfectly honest, it feels unfair for blank to be part of Letterboxd website for the one simple fact, it's not a movie, it's a feature-length commercial. Oh. That is an excerpt from a longer review. It's a feature-length commercial. That's triggered such a memory. Carl made a very similar comment recently. A feature-length comment. Oh, I know exactly what it is. Unless this is the biggest trick of all time, but I'm positive. Hang on. Because I really want you to do an impression at some point. (laughs) And if this is the last one, this is where I want you to do it, because I know who you'll do. Okay, we've got a couple left. This is Kangaroo Jack. No. It's not! No, it's Space Jam. 
strap on your Nikes and grab a can of Coke, it's Space oh Jam. Oh God, it's Space Jam. Oh, the Nikes. I had such a good Daffy and Bugs Bunny impression lined up. I'm sorry, but the Kangaroo Jack was just a, a commercial for the shampoo, which is what I was oh, thinking yeah. of. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a joyless cast. Well, saying that, I loved Space Jam when I was younger, but having rewatched it more recently, it, the product placement in it is real heavy. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't find that too distracting, it is also, uh, I tell you, it feels kind of joyless. Yeah. Like, it's just these... Characters you remember liking as a kid, specifically the Looney Tunes ones, obviously. Mm. But then joined by human characters who just don't see any joy in interacting with Looney Tunes. It's, it's all kind of like it's dis- disillusioning to like because if you met a Looney Tune, if you if it was a normal situation where you know cartoons live with us, they're still famous. That's a famous cartoon you're meeting. <laughs> Bugs a fucking monster. bunny asking me what's up, Doc. <laughs> I'd be pretty fucking bothered, Michael. Even if I was Michael Jordan. <laughs> Half of the reviews about that were about Jessica Rabbit. There was one really funny one that I was going to do, and it was about a guy saying how he can't look at women properly because no one compares to Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> you know, it's funny to say, but that is the danger of drawing cartoons that are too sexy. Don't make them too sexy, man. Right, next. <laughs> Half a Star by Sang the Rat. Oh, I recognise the name, so I think this is a good one. I believe in being prepared, cock shotgun. Literally had to apparate jungle, no discernible plotline crews by half a star so I could rate this lower. Most sexist thing I've ever seen. And not even in a jokes way. How dare they? No one can act. I'm all for cult favourite guys, but... They could have just taken the cat with them. If cats solve the issue, please just keep one on you at all times, riddled with plot holes. Sorry, this is truly... I'll send this one to you afterwards, because it is written in such a strange way that you have to use that cadence to get through it. Just full stops everywhere. I feel like... Well, there's a cat in at the end of uh, Men in Black, but take a cat with them everywhere. I'm thinking the borrowers to kill them but maybe it's Stuart Little because of the mice oh I'm I'm, I'm spiralling Evan I'm spiralling <laughs> <Yeah>. Quick, <laughs> quick do a David Bowie that'll yeah. get you out of it <laughs> take it oh it's the mummy it bloody well it's is it's the mate. mummy your eyes changed there like I remember you, the, you knew is it, it. The, the, the mummy I can't remember his name Imhotep yeah. Imhotep is afraid yeah. of cats because they're the guardians of the underworld sure yeah Lovely jubbly. God, we are nearing the end. I've got one more, but that would take us over into overtime. What are we saying? Can I just... I forgot to read uh, the additional line to this last review uh, that right. I took out, because otherwise it would tell you what the movie was, but I liked it. Rachel Wise looking positively teenage for 29. Well done, her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love her. So <laughs> I watched Top Gun Maverick last weekend and i was looking at because he's portrayed as like a really old man i don't know how old he is he's t- nearly 60 or in his 60s isn't he tom cruise he's in his 60s yeah, yeah so i was sort of Does looking look at it. how old she is and that came up then but that aside that was such a good film i really really liked it and the first one is so sort of campy and sort of miracle about it but that i mean it is still like that but all of the like jet scenes were amazing it was Truly a very good film. 
I um I never finished the original. I watched at a weird time where I don't think I truly appreciated films yet. I was kind of watching dog shit stuff still. I was probably still in my kangaroo jack phase. Yeah. And I got halfway through it. I was like, this isn't for me. I do intend to rewatch it. The same with The Lost Boys, actually. Completely unrelated, but I feel like it's another movie that deserves a rewatch. Mm. And maybe a good one for the pod if it wasn't so fucking long. Yeah, uh, so it is definitely a long one. not. Yeah. Uh, read me that last one. But I, I do want to use the lifeline here. <laughs> okay. Um, Just for fun. I, I think you've won this. I, I can add them up in a second, but I think you've definitely won. That's fine. My last one is One Star by Cameron Covell. And it says, This is the type of movie that can only be enjoyed at the age of seven at your grandparents' house and interrupted every seven minutes by young Shia LaBeouf drawing a Disney ears and promoting Even Stevens. And I'm not even convinced this ever aired on Disney Channel. Maybe it's simply, always simply been a bad movie and is purely a constructed memory. Hard to say. Oh. I might have given the game away Well, for the sake of fun, I do want my (laughs) lifeline. (laughs) Hold on, let me just get into character. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) There's uh, one thing I'd like to say, um... It's not the end thing to give compliments to a young lady, but I'd just like to let you know you got a nice rack. You've thrown me off there by saying nice rack. (laughs) I don't think I have. (laughs) Is it the tuxedo? Of course it's the tuxedo. That's James Brown. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Was it? (laughs) Yeah, apparently. I'd just like to say. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. Oh, dear. That was good. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I won't add that point on. You scored nine. I scored seven. So you are the bona fide winner of Too Bad, Too Revurious. <laughs> well done, Pantile. Well done, Johnny. Yes, yes. Excellent stuff. Brilliant. Well, I'm now yeah. got to hold on to the title for the next one. Bad Reviews 3, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Maybe you have to get like a belt made up like they have at wrestling or boxing and stuff, and that goes around. Excellent. I enjoyed that, Johnny. Thank you so much. It was good, mate. It was good. I uh, Without a list of films, I think I would have really, really struggled. But it's also very easy to sort of second-guess yourself while you're doing it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with, with my score, but... Yeah, I'm happy that you didn't make me do Anaconda because I realised that my Owen Wilson impression is truly awful because I was going to say, is it just me or does the jungle make you really, really horny? But in an Owen Wilson accent, it it morphs between many different countries. I'd forgotten he was in that movie, but yeah, he does die while trying to fuck that chick. Yeah, right in the jungle. (laughs) I am so not looking forward to listening to that David Bowie impression. You, you do not know how nervous I am. All of my, all of my me reading those uh, reviews, I stumbled through them. It's almost like I didn't have eyes and I was trying to remember it. Didn't have eyes? I it's could have hard, just not yeah. been looking at it. That's what I'm talking about. It's all just fucking nonsense. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, is there anything you want to say or you want to plug before we end the episode here, Johnny? Me and a couple of people are setting up a label. Um, called Earthworger. You can find it through my socials or you can find it on Instagram and SoundCloud. We've got some mixes coming up and we've got a night in Bristol uh, next month and we've got some cool people we want to release with us. So, yeah, it's all it's all looking promising. So to give that a follow, keep in the loop. Don't be a 
a scrub and uh, <laughs> stay on top of it. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Johnny, for joining me. I really appreciate you coming on this week. You Pleasure. are a lifesaver. It would mean the world to me if you could leave us a five-star review. That's really the best way you can help this pod reach uh, some more ears right now. Please do join us again next week when I'll be joined by Johnny again and the rest of the Earthworger boys. Uh, well, we'll talk more about their new label and also a very exciting music-based movie. You keep an eye out for what we're doing because that's going to be very, very good. And for everyone who has listened this far, you'll notice that you didn't hear us open any drinks or take <laughs> any sips or burp during the podcast. And that's because I'm a professional and I'll edit them out. But as a tasty little treat just for you, please enjoy these next few moments of uncensored sipping, burping, and cracking just for your pleasure. <coughs> oh. Think goodbye.